Chapter thirty five of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two. By Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter thirty five. Dangerous incident to the United States. Will America retain its present form of government? will not the state separate has not a representative from virginia already maintained the cause of ancient liberty with slaves the result of paganism against a representative from massachusetts upholding the cause of modern liberty without slaves such as christianity has made it are not the northern and central states opposed both in feeling and interests will not the western states so far removed from the atlantic desire a government of their own is the federal bond on the one hand strong enough to maintain the union and to constrain the obedience of the neighbouring states on the other if the power of the executive be increased will not the presidential power become a despotism with the guards and privileges of a dictator the isolation of the united states has been favourable to their origin and greatness it is very doubtful whether such a state could have sprung up and grown to maturity in europe federal switzerland existed in the midst of us why it is small poor and girdled round with lofty mountains the forcing-house of soldiers for the use of kings and the scene of excursions of pleasure completely separated from the old world the population of the united states still dwell in solitude its deserts have constituted its freedom but even now the conditions of its position begin to change the existence of the democracies of mexico colombia peru chile and buenos aires all in a state of disturbance as they are constitute a danger as long as the united states had no other neighbours but the colonies of a transatlantic kingdom there was no probability of any serious war at present the rivalries of the new states are a subject of apprehension in proportion as recourse is had to arms among them and as the descendants of washington become imbued with the military spirit there is danger of some great captain springing up who will aim at a throne glory always has a desire for crowns i have already observed that the interests of the northern central and western states are different each of them is aware of the fact should any of these divisions violate the union will there be an attempt to reduce it to obedience by force of arms then what a multitude of enmities will be spread in the social union what discords will immediately break out in these emancipated states these transatlantic republics being broken up will only form weak units of no weight in the social scale or they will be successively subjugated by some one amongst them in these remarks i lay out of view the serious question of foreign alliances and interventions kentucky inhabited by a race of men more rustic hardy and warlike than the rest seems destined to be a conquering state in such a state if it should prove successful and victorious the power of an individual would not be long in gaining a complete ascendancy and in rising upon the ruins of the power of all so much for the dangers of war those of a long peace ought also to be borne in mind since their emancipation the united states have enjoyed with very short exceptions a period of the most profound tranquillity whilst hundreds of battles were shaking europe to its centre they were engaged in cultivating their fields in peace the consequence of this has been an immense development of population and wealth with all the inconvenience of a superabundance of riches and population should hostilities arise amongst an unwarlike people would they know how to resist with their wealth and habits would they consent to make the necessary sacrifices how could they bring themselves to renounce their indolent customs their comforts and the quiet enjoyments of life 
china and india reposing in their muslins have constantly submitted to foreign domination that which is most suited to the nature and advancement of a free society is a state of peace moderated by war and a state of war tempered by peace the americans have already worn the olive crown too long the tree which produces it is not indigenous to their soil the spirit of trade begins to overrun them and self-interest is even now become a national vice the spirit of gambling in their banking systems has already involved them in difficulties and bankruptcies threaten the public weal as long as liberty produces gold an industrious republic effects prodigies but when gold has been acquired or is exhausted it loses that love of independence which is not founded on a moral sentiment but has originated in a thirst for money and a passion for industry moreover it is difficult to create a country among states which have no community either in religion or material interests which have sprung from various sources at different times and live in a different soil and climate what common relation is there between a frenchman of louisiana a spaniard from the floridas a german from new york an englishman from new england virginia carolina or georgia all of them reputed americans the first is a light-minded dualist the second an indolent and haughty catholic the third an industrious lutheran without slaves the last an english planter with negroes or a puritan and merchant how many centuries it will require to make these elements homogeneous an aristocracy of money is ready to appear with the love of distinctions and a passion for titles it is quite erroneous to suppose that there exists anything resembling a general level in the united states they are societies wholly exclusive in their nature they are drawing-rooms in which the haughtiness of their masters very far surpasses that of a german prince with his sixteen quarterings these plebeian nobles aspire to be a caste in despite of the progress of knowledge which has made them equal and free some of them never speak of anything but their ancestors proud barons apparently bastards and companions of william the bastard they display the blazonry of the chivalry of the old world adorned with the serpents the lizards and parroquets of the new a gascon cadet landing merely with his cloak and umbrella on their republican shores if he takes care to give himself the title of marquis is received with consideration on board the american steamboats the enormous inequality of fortune threatens more seriously still to destroy the spirit of equality individual americans possess one or two millions of income thus the yankees of high society can no longer live after the fashion of franklin the true gentleman disgusted with the habits of his new country travels to europe to seek for those of the old and he is to be found in every hotel making the tour of italy and vying with the english in extravagance or the spleen these wanderers from carolina and virginia purchase ruined abbeys in france and plant english gardens with american trees at melun naples sends to new york her singers and performers paris her fashions and strollers london her grooms and her boxes exotic enjoyments which do not render the union more cheerful people as an amusement threw themselves into the cataract of niagara with the immense applause of fifty thousand half-savage planters what is still more extraordinary is that at the same time that this inequality of fortune is in process of development and an aristocracy begins to be formed the great equality impulse from without compels the great and wealthy manufacturing proprietors or capitalists to conceal their luxury and to dissemble their riches for fear of being assassinated by their neighbours no regard whatever is paid to the executive power local authorities are removed from office although they are persons of their own choice and new authorities are put in their stead order is not however disturbed practical democracy is observed whilst men laugh at laws passed by the same democracy in theory the bonds of family feeling scarcely exist as soon as the child is in a condition to work 
he must set about and fly with his own wings like a fledged bird from these generations emancipated by a premature orphanhood and the emigrants who are constantly arriving from europe nomad companies are formed who clear the lands dig canals and carry their industry everywhere without attaching themselves to the soil they commence houses in the desert where the fleeting occupant will not remain more than a few days their towns are the abodes of a cold and hard egotism piastres and dollars banknotes and money the rise or fall of the funds constitute the staple of all conversation a man might suppose himself on the exchange or in the counting-house of some great establishment the newspapers of huge dimensions are filled with details of trade and commerce or with idle rumours and small talk will the americans without knowing it submit to the law of a climate in which vegetable nature appears to have flourished at the expense of living nature a law contended against by many distinguished men but the regulation of which has not by any means been placed beyond inquiry and examination it might be a fair subject of inquiry whether america has not been too soon experienced in philosophical liberty as russia has been in a civilized despotism in short the united states give the idea of a colony and not of a mother country they have no past their manners and morals are not the fruits of their laws the citizens of the new world took their rank among nations just at the time when political ideas were entering into the ascendant phase and this explains why they have changed with such extraordinary rapidity anything like a permanent condition of society seems to have become impracticable amongst them on the one hand from the extreme ennui of individuals and on the other from the impossibility of remaining in any fixed place and the necessity of movement which controls and urges them on for people can never be stationary when their household gods are continually wandering situated on the highway of oceans and at the head of progressive opinions as new as his country the american seems to have received from columbus rather the mission of discovering new worlds than of creating them End of chapter thirty five